All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. I have the pleasure today of being joined by our senior pastor of Grace Chapel, Pastor Brian Wilkerson. Brian, you've been the senior pastor now for how long at Grace This Chapel? is my 24th year. 24th year. So I was seven years old when, <laughs> when, you know, we were just talking before we got here about how I feel like I kind of followed similar journeys with you. You were pastoring in New York. And so yeah. I was in Long Island and you were pastoring in Long Island. Where in Long yeah, Island? Long, Manhasset. Manhasset. And so I was right down the road over there. And then you came up to Boston, Grace Chapel. Yeah. I moved up to Boston. That's true. Yeah. And now we're working together here at Grace Chapel. That's pretty uh, cool. And so it's so nice to be here with you today, Ryan. Thanks for joining. I, I know Vision Week for us is really busy and crazy, but thanks for being here. Yeah. Glad to be here. Welcome to our home. <laughs> I Paul, know. Paul Revere Road in Bedford. <laughs> I know. Well, well, you know what's funny is so uh, I was just talking about in our opening about how uh, our, our ministry theme for the year is called New Beginnings Preparing for What's Next. And we actually began that idea here at your house right that at that right home. i forgot yeah <laughs> that's where we we came up with that idea many months ago with our yeah. teaching team and it birthed this idea about new beginnings about what god has in store for our church and that was kind of almost something that's been on your heart right that was yes what you wanted to talk about right 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 and so we were thinking about that as a teaching team and then we got to this idea of new beginnings and preparing for what's next and so you know i feel like it's a perfect topic to be talking about beginnings because september the start of school, the start of sometimes people are moving during the season. Maybe you have a new relationship or a new job or whatever that might be. And so we wanted to talk about the idea of new beginnings and beginning things new. But as I talked about earlier in, our op in my opener, beginning thing is some, starting something new and beginning something new is not the most fun thing for everybody. Mm -hmm. Some people want to vop it at the thought <laughs> of starting something new. So Ryan, I want to start with you. I want you to take me back a little bit to the days when you were a little middle school, high school kid, starting the first day of school, starting something new. What was that like for you? Did you like it? Did you love starting something new? Or was that something that you hated and you dreaded? Yeah, okay, sure. I mean, I like, like every kid, I moaned and groaned about summer being over and going back to school. But secretly, I was happy about it. I mean, I, I was a pretty good student, uh -huh. not a brainiac, but I was a good student. I worked hard. I liked to learn. Uh, so that was always a positive experience. My parents were educated. So you like going to school to learn? Yeah. To not, le for, not for the first. It was, well, oh, to wow, learn okay, okay. and be with kids uh -huh. and have activities going yeah, okay, on okay. and sports uh -huh. and the whole thing. I just, I like a full life. Yeah. So my parents were educators, so they believed in school. I always got new school clothes, you know, so you'd have these new clothes to wear. It kind of felt like a fresh start. Mm -hmm. you, know, you get to start over every September, something like that. Were you nervous about making new friends? Does that, what was your like social kind of interaction like? Yeah, I'm, I can be a little bit, I'm kind of, I'm very socially aware person. So uh -huh. I'm always watching, where do I fit? Who are these kids? Who's the competition? You know, uh, probably I was always sizing things up, but pretty confident I would find my way. So you, do you feel like even as you started to get a little bit older and maybe when you start to have kids and you, you start to send your kids off to school, what was that feeling like? Did that change over the years? Like when it was finally time to send your kids off to school, were you nervous, anxious about the school year for them? Was it a relief to send I, them off yeah. to school? Uh, relief, yes, especially for Karen. <laughs> Karen, she was a stay-at-home mom uh -huh. with four kids. So yeah, September couldn't come quick enough. Uh, but that was exciting too. And yeah. Karen was a teacher. And uh, so she believed in education. So it always felt like a fresh start. So we did the same routine. Let's go buy new school clothes. And who are your teachers going to be? And we would often even do some kind of a prayer moment like the night mm -hmm. before or the mm -hmm. morning of the first day of school and 
just try to set the kids up with a sense of expectancy and optimism and hopefulness mm-hmm. about school and the future. That was kind of important to us. What about, what about like your first, what was your first job after college? Was that, what was like, what was that like starting something new after college? Well, that, that's interesting. After college, I went, huh. ended up back at my home church as a youth pastor. Oh their, yeah. Their, their first full-time youth pastor. Uh-huh. And I remember sitting down the first day in this uh-huh. little old clunky office in a desk saying, well, what do I do now? Yeah. I mean, what does it mean to have a job? I was in charge of my own time. No one told me what to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit of a disorienting experience mm. to start my first job with no, no game plan. Yeah. That was unsettling. Yeah. So I feel like I resonate a lot more with the unsettling experiences uh-huh. of starting something new. I remember, so I moved to Boston from New York when I was in 10th grade and I moved in the middle of 10th grade. Mm. And so I came in January, which is like always, if you want to start something oh, new, tough. you want to come in yeah, in September yeah. or August when everybody starts. But I came in and started something new. The new I started a new school in the middle of 10th grade. And I remember the night before school, I was just dreading that first day of school. Yeah. The school bus, these people who don't know who you are. And, you know, that experience was, was it left me paralyzed with fear about kind of thinking about what that experience was going to look like. Right. And it's really fun. I, I was actually reading something about how studies suggest that we fear an unknown outcome more than we do a known bad one. Wow. So <laughs> we fear the, the, it's kind of like when you go to a new restaurant and, or you go to a restaurant and some people, are you someone who picks the same dish every single time? Well, here's what I do. I yeah. read the whole menu. I look yeah. at everything and then I go, I'll go with the chicken Bellagio. Yeah, exactly. Right? Sometimes, even though we might think the dish isn't the greatest thing in the right. world, the comfort of, of something that we already know is better than the prospect of doing something new, even though it could be greater, Interesting. it could be better, but because it's unknown and it's a new thing, it's scarier. And I think that's an experience that a lot of us might have. And I think that's actually what Isaiah might be saying to the Judeans who are going through a really difficult time. They're under captivity, as I mentioned earlier, from the Babylonians. And he's telling them, he wants them to start thinking about the new things that God can do in their lives. But the problem is, the things that prevents people from embracing new things is the past. Dwelling in the past, even good things, even bad things, and so, Brian, for you, when you think about the past, do you think you dwell a lot in the things that have happened before? And do you, how do you think that relates to how you embrace new things? Yeah, it's a, that's a really interesting question, John, as I think about myself, because on the one hand, I, I'm a pretty nostalgic person. I love to reflect and review. I've gone back and visited all my old homes and schools and churches. I can get pretty sentimental about it, but I feel like I don't get stuck there. I feel like I, I like to remember and honor and learn, but I, I always do feel a freedom to move on and get on to the next thing. I, I do like new things. Yeah. So I think part of it, maybe you can give us some insight into how you're able to embrace that a little bit, because I think for what Isaiah is trying to tell the Judeans in some ways is like, because God did something really beautiful a long time ago, he led them out. Uh, He led them from captivity from the Egyptians and he led them out of slavery and he brought them through the wilderness and through the desert. And so he wants them to forget about those things because sometimes when you dwell in even the good things that God has done, you have a hard time thinking about what new thing God can do. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like the idea of like, if you feel like back in the day when you were younger, you had a really great emotional connection with God. 
and then you feel like it's not there anymore, you feel like, can God do that again? Right. Like, can God do something new in my life? And so sometimes, like, if we hold on to the things in the past, even the good things, it might prevent us from embracing new things. And so, Brian, for you, like, what are some ways that you feel like you're able to kind of embrace what's new and to have a sense of optimism about what might, what new things might be able to happen in your life through God? How do yeah. you think you are able to do that? Uh, I think a part of it is just temperament. I tend to be an optimist by nature. I tend yeah. to expect things to work out. So that's kind of my nature by default. But beyond that, I think over the years, I have learned that I can trust God with both the past and the future. So I can trust him to forgive failures or mistakes, mm. to redeem them somehow and turn them for good. And I can trust him to have good things in store in the future. It took years to get there, I think, because yeah. it wasn't always easy for me. But I've come to a place where I look forward to change now. But, you know, you, you mentioned that feeling of... Uh, you know, starting a new thing and can, can it be good again? Mm -hmm. I very much had that feeling when we made the transition here to grace because mm. we'd had a great experience in our former church and I felt like we'd done good work there. And I remember wondering when we got here, maybe that was as good as it's ever going to be. Mm -hmm. Can it can God do something like that again in mm -hmm. this new place? And it was really difficult for us to embrace that. We went to Grace Chapel's family camp. I think my second week here. Uh -huh. We just had arrived uh -huh. and we went for two days to Grace's family camp. And the theme verse for that camp was Jeremiah 29, 11, mm. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you a future and a hope, not to harm you, but to prosper you. Mm. And our family just felt like that verse was for us mm. and remind us God could, could and would do a new thing in this new location, which he did. Yeah, that's Man, that's that's so beautiful that God was able to speak to you in that. Because I can imagine as the senior pastor here, there's so many new things happening. New staff people coming in. Uh, yeah. There's new uh, projects, new ministry years. Like every year there's something new that we need to develop or we need to come up with. It feels like we need to do something new all the time. And so sometimes I think for me, I think even in you know youth ministry, when I was here uh, working with our high school students, every year was a really scary time to think about what can I do that's better than what I had done right. before, right? Right. Yeah. Because it might've been a great year, but I feel like now I need to up my game a little bit and I, there needs to be something more interesting, even better. And so sometimes I think the pressure of that might get to me. How, how do you feel? Do you feel like you might deal with that a little bit? About yeah, like the I mean, pressure every, of doing something better? Every August, mm -hmm. September, I have that feeling. Yeah. Like, here we go again. Yeah. What's new? What's better? What are we going to do this year that we didn't do the past years? And there's a lot of pressure and anxiety there. Also, a certain hopefulness yeah. about it. Um, yeah, so how do you deal with that kind of pressure? Like, the, I, you've been here for now 20-something years. Yeah. Like, every year, feeling like, oh, man, how can we be a better church or a better community? How do you deal with a little bit of the stress and anxiety of, of that? Yeah, I would say maybe a couple of things. Some of it is, is leaning on the staff and, mm -hmm. and leadership at Grace. Spending time in spring and summer, dreaming, thinking, praying, what might we do? What's God up to? What do we sense is next? And I love to listen to all that. And then I like to get away on my own with God mm -hmm. for a day or two and just pray and think and journal and sketch out. And every year, just God has put new things on our hearts to do and explore and go after. And I'm just amazed every year that it mm. comes together. And I believe it's coming together this year as well. I love mm. our new beginnings theme. So, 
So on the other end, I know you mentioned a little bit about like dwelling in the past about things that might have not gone well. For some, so for some of us, I know this passage might not necessarily not might not necessarily be talking about the bad things that happened. In fact, they're talking about don't dwell on the good things that God has done. But I think for some people, the thing that makes it hard to embrace new things might also be like hurts in the past and things in the past that might have not gone well and things in the past that might have brought them sadness and has made them uh, has made it harder for them to be able to embrace uh, new things. And I know. I might be an experience that, you know, if you've had a bad year at school, it's hard to embrace and go into the new season of school, like with excitement or you had a bad year of work and you start a new job and you're like, oh man, there's something about it that is filled with, with worry about what might come. And so have you, do you feel like you've had experiences like that, that, that might be able to, that you might be able to help kind of get, you know, I, if, if you talk about, you know, a, a rough experience at work, mm. You know, a handful, we've been through, we went through some rough years at Grace mm. a, a few years ago. Mm. COVID, staff changes, politics. There was a challenging stretch there for us a few years ago. And at times I wondered, are we going to get through this, Lord? Are we going to get to the other side? Mm. Are we going to get to a good new place again? Mm. Am I the person to help us get there? It was a scary time. And I wondered if we could ever get to the other side. But we kept at it. We kept praying and trying and listening and God's been very faithful and we find ourselves in a new wonderful place this past year or two with lots of reasons to be hopeful about the future, but it was scary for a while there. I'll be honest. Yeah. So uh, how, how, how did you process that? Cause I was, I was in staff during yeah, those years right. when, you know, when we couldn't go back to the buildings and, and things were really hard to really build momentum and energy towards stuff. Like for you, as you were dealing with some of that stuff, I think for some of us on staff, we didn't have the load of, of having to figure out like what, how can we navigate this? Cause we were just kind of doing our jobs as right. high school pastors or, you know, whatever ministry we're a part of. But as you were kind of holding onto that, the load of like trying to figure out where we're going as a church and um, what were those days like and how are you kind of processing that? And um, was it, were you talking with family and other pastors? Like what was, what was able to kind of keep you through those moments? Cause I know those moments uh, can last for a long time. Right. I, I think it was a combination of key leaders I could rely on, uh, both at staff level and elders who hung in there and said, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep believing God can and will do a new thing. We just have to wait and persevere and be faithful. And I honestly never felt as though God gave me permission to walk away from it. <laughs> so nothing in the scripture, nothing in my spirit that said, this chapter's over but rather persevere and trust and believe. And God has plans for a future and a hope. And we just believe that and, and God has proven faithful. I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. If there are some people who are listening in here um, and there's something that's on their mind and their heart about, and there's something that happens that happened and there's something that I've dealt with that's preventing me for, for believing in what God can do new in my life. What do you think you might say to someone like that who might be feeling like, can God do something new in me, in someone like me from all the mess ups or things that I feel like I've, I've done or, I've, or the things that I've had to deal with? Can God do something new in someone like me? How might you talk to someone? Like yeah, that? I would say absolutely yes, because of the verse that we're talking exactly. about today. Mm -hmm. uh, Behold, I am doing a new thing. He's the God of new things. 
he, he loves to do new things. That, that's what our series is going to be about in September as we get into the book of Genesis. God loves to do new things, and he loves to bring good things out of old things, new things out of old things, good things out of bad things. He loves to do that. So he's ready for us to invite him in and bring healing and restoration and perseverance and faith to carry on and discover the new thing. It's, it's funny even just talking about kind of times during COVID trying to figure out where church was going because the new thing that God did was his online campus here, actually. Yes, that's good. And out of, out of uh, COVID and in times where we're trying to figure out where the church might be going, God birthed in our church this online campus, a place where so many of us are receiving care and love from from God through our online uh, ministry and services. And, you know, I, I've heard from so many people every single week. I hear from so many people every single week about the ways in which God is ministering to so many people who might not be able to come to church, who are going through different circumstances, who might be far away. And through the messages and through the ministry that God is doing here on the online campus, I've been really blessed. And so God doing something new. Exactly. And we, we had, we had mm -hmm. talked about digital ministry yeah. and online campus mm -hmm. for years and had gotten made very little progress. And suddenly here we are, yeah. look at us. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're able to do this now and reach all kinds of people. And it's, it's been a great adventure. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, kind of as we're, as we're closing our time today, something uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about is just like the idea again of like how, how, how hard it might be to embrace the new things and trying to give courage to a lot of us. Because as you were mentioning in our, in our scripture verse today, it says, forget the formal things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, I think just personally, uh, as I was thinking about this idea of embracing new things, um, I, I, I was thinking about the story actually of my, of my own dad, because, uh, my dad, when he was younger, um, his, his mom passed away, uh, kind of when he was, uh, just a couple years old. And so he doesn't really have a lot of memories about uh, his mom, but many, a couple of years later, there was a new stepmom that came in into their life. And for the family, it was a really difficult experience to be able to embrace someone new that's coming into their family someone that they didn't know, someone that they didn't grow up with, someone especially dealing with the loss of their own mother was a really difficult experience to be able to embrace them. And so my dad actually kind of talked to us about some of those moments. But um, later on, as I got older and I got to know uh, my step-grandma, my, uh, my dad's stepmom, um, there was also something really beautiful that formed and forged in that relationship as well. And you know, I think for me to see the experience of my dad to know that it's not easy. It's right. really hard to embrace new things. And so it's not to say like, there's new things that God is doing. Just embrace all that is. It's hard. It is not easy. But can we have the faith and trust right. and hope that God can do something new and beautiful in us? Like, can we have the hope in God to trust that he's going to do something new and beautiful? And we're entering into, Brian, your last new ministry year here at Grace Chapel. I feel like you might be asking yourself that very same question. Can I have the hope that God is going to do something new in this last year? Can I trust that God is going to do something beautiful in our church, in our community this year? And so for you, as you're starting 
to embrace this new year of ministry. What has that been like to think about your last new ministry year here at Great Chapel? Yeah, once we finally got to that decision, and it took many, many months to get to that decision, but once we did and made it public and shared it, it's been a really wonderful experience. It's, uh, I, I feel a certain freedom in my spirit to lean into this year with freshness and intentionality and purpose. That's really very exciting. Um, you know, thinking back to your question about your comment about how difficult it is to embrace change. There's something tucked away in that little verse. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. See, do you not perceive it? Mm. There's a little responsibility there yeah. put on us to open our eyes, to open our hearts. God doesn't just blow us away with it. He waits for us to look and listen and perceive and embrace so there's some intentionality on our part to embracing new things. And I guess that's the challenge to our congregation this year for me personally uh, and my future and our congregation to, to begin looking for that new thing. And that's what this year is all about. Um, so I find it very promising and very exciting. Um, and I, recently I went away on a little uh, retreat. I always do that at the end of August to try to get myself prayed up for the new year and that sort of thing. So I was working on plans for the year and the preaching series, but also thinking about my own life and heart and what God wanted to do in me that year. So I'd been doing some praying and studying on that for a good part of the day. I went for a long run, was turning it over in my mind, and I came back and I kind of wrote in my journal a little bit. And let me just, let me just read a few, few mm -hmm. lines here. I want to experience this final year with the Lord in partnership with him, not in my own strength or in the human momentum of the season. I want to finish with integrity, gratitude, the empowerment of others, and optimism for the future. I want to be formed and transformed by the experience to be a better pastor, preacher, leader, and Christ follower. I want to grow this year, Lord, not just coast. I want to be shaped for what's next. Oh, wow. That's what I want for our church this year. Yeah, I, I love that so much because I think thinking, Brian, of like how you've been doing ministry here for such a long time, it could be easy to be like, all right, I'm just kind of going to coast right, right. into this right. last year. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on. And so I'm going to prepare to kind of for the next season of what's coming up. But even in that moment, you're thinking about what new thing can God do in my life, right, right. in our church's life, in this year of ministry. Like, what can I be praying for and hoping for? Right. And That's I guess so the same beautiful. is true for the mm -hmm. congregation. Yeah. It could be easy congregationally for someone to just say, well, I'm just going to kind of wait. Yeah. Let me see what happens. I don't get too involved. There's a change coming. And no, the Lord's saying the opposite. Lean in to this new thing now. Get in front of it and be part of the new thing God's doing. Yeah, and I think that's really my encouragement, your encouragement for all of us, our friends here on the online campus who are listening. It might be hard to think about what new thing God might be able to do in your life because maybe you feel like that was in the past. You know, as we were mentioning, God, I once had a vibrant relationship with God. When I was a kid, I once encountered God. I once did this. I once did this. But no, 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 no. God is saying he will do. He will do it again. He will do, do it, it again. again. He will do it in a new way. Exactly. Maybe not even in the way that you thought he would do it, but he's going to do it in a new way, in an avenue. And again, do you not perceive me? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He's talking about how he's going to bring them through the wilderness in a completely different route. Yes, right. In a different way that's going to be surprising to them. 
And so can we have that expectation, friends? Can we have that expectation that and, and, the, and the hope that God will do a new thing in our lives and in our hearts this year, that we would have the courage and encouragement to be able to wait on God, to hold on to the promises that God has given us in this passage. And you're going to be leading us in a sermon series over the next couple of months. Uh, can you explain maybe a yeah, little bit so, about what that yeah, is? Yeah, so we're calling it Beginnings, you know, uh, Finding Our Roots. So we're going to go back to the book of Genesis and look at how everything began. Because if we know how things began, we know where they're headed. And how does God begin new things? When it's time for a new thing, how does God do that? And I think we're going to learn a lot from the early chapters of Genesis. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, so as we talk about beginnings from from genesis maybe that's an opportunity for god to begin something new in us amen and in our hearts and that this year is a year that god is going to speak into your life into our lives into our church's life in a new and fresh way and that's our prayer and that's our hope and so yeah brian would do you think you could maybe close us in prayer for our time here for today and pray for our online campus and our congregation that god would do something new in our lives yeah i'd love to do that yeah, let's, thank let's you. pray Lord, thank you for this time we're able to spend together today. Uh, John and I here having a conversation and all our friends listening and joining us online. Thank you for the community that you have created and are creating and will continue to grow in the days to come. What a great gift this has been to us and to our church and to the broader community. So I do pray your blessing on John and the online community that they'll continue to know your presence and to flourish in the days to come. Lord, we thank you that we can trust you for our future, that you are the God of new things. You're already at work. The, the new thing is stirring and happening, and it begins in our hearts. So prepare us for all that we'll learn this year in our teaching and in our worship. Prepare us for the new people we'll meet as we move into groups and the new experiences we'll have doing ministry and the teams that we join, the ways in which we'll reach out into the world and make an impact this year. We're praying that you would do something new and wonderful mm. and beautiful amen. that will bring you glory and our and us joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Hey, thanks, John. Appreciate it.